Welcome to Your Day Extra. I'm Alex King. I'm your host for today, joined by Aaliyah Baker, who is the Good Day Dayton producer. And we also have Andy Gonzalez, who is our executive producer in the mornings. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. How are you? I'm doing Good. great. And uh, we're your Dayton-based podcast, breaking down local stories and national headlines. So let us dive right in. We're going to start with our more serious stories of the day. So Andy, go ahead. Yeah. So... We got the sad news yesterday that the massive search for five missing people in a submersible ended. They found debris near the side of the Titanic where they were heading to. And they pretty much, officials, Coast Guard officials saying all five people are now dead. Um, This came right after the very important 96-hour mark because originally we didn't know what happened. We just thought they were lost. So we were assuming that there were 96 hours of air, Mm -hmm. which passed, I think, around 8 yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, morning, yep. Yep. But they found it, um, really the debris right after that, surprisingly. Yeah, I know. That was kind of a crazy coincidence. They found it right after. Yeah, it's very strange. Like, it's Mm -hmm. very strange coincidence that it was, like, an hour after the, it it was declared done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, right after, it's like... Okay, now people are stopping to care because they ran out of air. Yeah, very tragic situation. Mm -hmm. I think we were all kind of holding our breath, waiting for, you know, hopefully good news out of this situation. But unfortunately, that just did not happen. It's terrifying to think about. I think the saddest part of the story uh, is yesterday it was revealed that the 19-year-old that was on the ship didn't even want to get on the ship. And he only got on because he wanted to please his dad for Father's Day. Yep, I saw And that, that just yeah. made me so sad because he had his whole life ahead of him and yeah. mm-hmm. he could have done something with that. Yeah, and I'm sure mm-hmm. his dad was just so excited to take him on this adventure. Yeah. yeah. But I did read something about, you know, they kind of went into it knowing the possibilities. I, I believe I read something where it said literally just the first page of the waiver said mm-hmm. death three times on it. Yeah. It's Which I feel of, like should have been the first red flag. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're... If you're paying that much money to go down there, you kind of have you have to know what you're putting yourself into. But you do it because of the adrenaline rush of the fact that you're one of a small group of people yeah. that have gone down there. Which is pretty exciting when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's very adventurous. It's exciting. Yeah. I'm sure when in the moment they were truly enjoying it. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever happened, it was obviously not good. Um, nope. One thing that's been really shocking throughout this is mm-hmm. seeing all of the social media posts. I mean, we can be a little bit more desensitized to these things just because we see it every day. But social media has been just making fun of these people left and right. I gotta say, I find some of the things funny. I I know that might not be like a the nice person thing to do, but I do find some of them funny. So, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I, you just have to like think because the common person we don't have the resources to do go on a trip like this, mm-hmm. so we have a different thought process because none of us would ever even have the opportunity to say yes or no to this exactly. Kind of trip. Yeah. So everyone's like, yeah, I would never go down there, but like we don't have. The money yeah. to even yeah. think about. The average person that. is not spending that much money on something like that if no. they have that money. And you could say, I would never do it. But if you had the money. Maybe you would. Maybe you would. But I also would 
want to go on a ship that wasn't powered by a Logitech game controller. Game controller, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. There was something I was talking to our morning producer, Alex, about this uh, a couple days ago, which is if you had the money, would you rather go to space or visit the Titanic? Oh, for go to space. I would, yeah, definitely yeah. go to There's space. There's way more tested, like, safety <laughs> precautions for that than yeah. the ocean. Mm-hmm. The ocean's way scarier also. Yeah. Yeah, the ocean is terrifying. I grew up in Florida, and it's just one of those things where you kind of have to know just how unforgiving the sea is. Yeah, that's true. I will say that my husband actually brought up a really good point. I might butcher this, but he said um, the amount of space that has been explored is equivalent to one glass of water oh my of the, from the ocean. Really? Oh, wow. That's that's even <laughs> horrifying to think about. <laughs> yeah, I think no. that's what he said. I may have butchered it, but it's that just shows to show how much water has been undiscovered, how much ocean, and then mm-hmm. also space itself, the galaxies and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Even imagine like the ocean life. Like I actually went on a vacation where I paddleboarded out into the ocean and I actually paddleboarded right into a pod of dolphins and they were literally like inches from my board and like wow. coming up and going out. And my heart was like racing. I was like, are they going to knock me off this board? Like I'm scared. <laughs> like I know you guys are probably nice, but I've heard dolphins can do mean things to you. Yeah, so seriously. Yep. Well, you know what? Speaking of mean ocean, ocean life, that's <laughs> perfect segue. You want to yes. head into your story? Yeah. So I wanted to talk about the orca attacks happening um, in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, so it's, there's scientists are like puzzled by the behavior because the animals just don't like are not thought of to have the capacity to like carry out consistent behavior against humans. And they've recently been ta- attacking yachts left and right, like indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's thought that either like this is just a fad that they're just this is just a fad behavior and it'll go away or they're just being playful and they're not even meaning to like try and hurt us. Yeah. yeah. But the biggest theory that I'm actually quite a fan of is that what the white Gladys, um, that's her name. She's the main orca who is leading these attacks because she was traumatized by a boat or a fishing net and got severely injured by one of these boats. So she's remembering that. Kinda, oh. I like to think of it as kind of like an elephant memory, like how they're mem- remembering somebody who hurt them very badly. Mm-hmm. So they're just associating all objects that look like that so she's leading her whole pod to attack these and i'm wondering if they're ever going to give up or if it will become a like behavior that orcas will continue through their next yeah if they're like life cycle going to continue to be aggressive that's interesting wow (laughs) i mean i saw the one video where there was um these two men they weren't even on a very big boat and it was you know, the, the it was I think it turned into kind of a meme where it was like this looks like something out of a scary movie, and it was yeah. the orca just they move fast. Yeah. They move fast. Mm-hmm. So that is terrifying. What would you guys do if you were in a situation and you saw that coming for you? I, I would try. I would be the help signaling SOS immediately. Yeah. Like, please help, save us because uh, I don't think you should ever mess with nature. I don't think you should mess yeah. with animals. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in their home turf, like exactly. definitely back off immediately. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're that big. Yeah. Like, I've seen Jaws enough <laughs> to know this doesn't end well for you. I've also watched enough nature documentaries where I've seen the orcas tossing their, like, prey around and just yep. playing with them. Mm-hmm. Orcas are, like, the one animal you don't want to mess with. Like, they might not mess with us now, but yeah. now that they are starting to, well, they're starting to they yeah. might start, like, actually attacking. Like, what if they develop to actually start attacking humans who are swimming like in the ocean mm-hmm. i don't know how close they actually ever get to shore yeah but if they actually but you know those are those get, people that are out like, on boats yeah. jumping, jumping into the middle of like, the ocean who know, like, 
Oh, yeah, that's, that's so terrifying. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I, this is why I do not. When I actually get into the ocean, I do not want to go further than like hip level because yeah. <laughs> uh, even sharks they can swim up pretty close to the yeah. shore. Yeah. So it's getting to a point where I'm like, uh, I, I don't want to get into their territory. Maybe I'll just sit on the sand. Yeah. It's like if I go on a boat, I will say I did on my honeymoon in Saint Lucia. We did mm-hmm. go snorkeling, but I after a while I was like, okay, this is kind of creepy. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the boat. <laughs> So Yeah, ooh. that's safety until the orcas come. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, interesting. Oh, I wonder if it could have something to do with, like, so- if something's going on frequency-wise in the ocean. Oh, ooh. that could be it. They're all sitting something's signals. Something's going on. That could be. See, I read out, and again, this is social media, so you never know how accurate yeah. it is. <laughs> but that there are social animals that like to imitate others. So that goes to your theory mm-hmm. that they see one doing it. Another one does it, and eventually it just becomes like a group thing. habit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, I guess it may become a pattern that we see more often with them, mm-hmm. unfortunately, which it's sad because I feel like up, up until now they've been very peaceful. So At least with us. Yeah. I do think uh, that fishermen should take this as a lesson and not try to mess with them. Because mm-hmm. I believe they are on the endangered species list, so I don't know if they can be fished or not. Uh, but I would think this this should be like a lesson for anybody who is out on the boats. Like, don't Treat don't try to respect. please respect them and don't yeah. think that this is your territory just because yeah. we're the like sentient well, beings. Well, even then though, they're they're not attacking fishermen mostly. It's like just like just, just big yachts. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. Ooh, wow, nice to have a yacht. All right, and <laughs> transitioning, we are. I'm going to talk about my first story. Uh, so UPS drivers will be getting air conditioning in their delivery vehicles for the first time ever. That's actually really exciting. Uh, I, my boyfriend, actually, he was a FedEx driver, and that was like a big problem for He told me yeah. it's a big problem for FedEx, UPS, and USPS. They don't have air conditioning in their trucks, and he would always tell me how hot he would get in like – what, like almost to heat exhaustion yeah. just from delivering in his truck. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine. So the company announced uh, that all newly purchased U.S. small package delivery vehicles will have air conditioning starting January 1st, 2024. So it's still going to take a little bit of time. Um, but new cars will be allocated to the hottest parts of the country first. So that's, that's good. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the um, the company also agreed to install exhaust heat shields in mm-hmm. the new cars to minimize heat from the floor. Um, by 17 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a lot. Yeah. And then a forced air induction system will be installed to bring uh, fresh air from the front of the vehicles to the cargo area mm-hmm. as well. So that's cool. They said these enhancements um, will be made to the standard package cards, which make mm-hmm. up around 95% of their delivery fleet. Wow. So, I mean, I mean, just think about how hot it gets mm-hmm. in your car. Yeah. And these people, and the thing is, um, I know some people, I, I've talked to some people in the newsroom and they're like, well, they're in and out. So it really, that's why they've gotten mm-hmm. away with it. But that makes it even hotter when yeah. you're running yeah. back yeah. and like forth, yeah, like just carrying heavy, heavy packages. No time to cool down at all. Yep. You're just sitting there having to run out. You're not even, even able to sit other than to like drive a measly like 10 paces exactly. to, to the next mailbox. Exactly. So it's just yep. insane to me that this is just now like a prop like, yeah a it should have definitely I've, yeah. I've known that it's like a big thing like the employees have been asking this for years mm-hmm. now like i'm glad that they're finally listening to them and giving them like the safety measures like i'm it's shocking how it's not coming in like it should have been like 
right at the start of this. Yeah, It should have been like a common sense thing to do, like put that in there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And that's why, um, you know, during the pandemic, we saw a lot of people starting to leave stuff out on their porches, like snacks Mm -hmm. and water and stuff. And so that stuff, it just, it it makes you realize how, why they're so grateful for little things like that, even um, just when they're out and about. Doing their job. They're really the backbone of our, like, modern society because without them, we would not be able to do anything. Exactly. Yeah, and I I actually know someone on – I follow on Instagram who is a mail carrier, and she, um, uh, I think, has posted a lot of stuff about the heat in the summertime Mm -hmm. as well, just a standard mail carrier. So I don't know if they have air conditioning or not, but I feel like their vehicles are even less – Like, yeah – updated, I guess. So, yeah, I don't even – Yeah, and those just seem stuffy. Because anytime I pass by a delivery vehicle, like, it just, for some reason, it just seems stuffy to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, um, I've actually seen Amazon drivers. I don't know if this is up to their, like, code or whatnot, but Amazon drivers that come through my complex, I'll see them, like, wearing their little vest, but not wearing a shirt under their vest. Like, because they're that hot and, like, they can't, like. That's so bad. It's so different. And and Amazon even has the more updated vehicles. Like, they don't even have, like, the old USPS vehicles. Mm -hmm. They have, like, new vans. And I'm not even sure those vans have uh, air conditioning and, like. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll start falling in UPS drivers. um, I hope it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely cannot imagine. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving on to our next story, Andy. So I don't know how popular the Academy Awards are anymore. But if you're a filmmaker and you want your film to be nominated for Best Picture, there are now new requirements. One of them is they're now requiring, or at least for the 2025 awards, so films in 2024, need to be in theaters longer. So the new requirements are they must have expanded release in 10 of the top 50 markets. Right now, it just has to be one city out of six. So they have a list of six. And as long as it releases in one of those six cities, you're in. So this way it gets more people out there. It gets more movies out there. The Academy says part of this is because they think a healthy theatrical environment is vital to Hollywood success. To me, it sounds like they're going in favor of like franchises like the like Marvel and stuff, and not because like it was mm-hmm. it's much easier for say a smaller or less like a smaller budgeted movie to get a, yeah. s- a slot in one of the six cities, but now they have yeah. to get it in ten of the top fifty markets. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's mm-hmm. going to make it harder for anybody who's even trying to like get their film out there to even get it like into the category and be recognized. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And only the big directors Mm -hmm. and the big producers are going to be winning these awards as they want. Well, I mean, they already are. Yeah, Yeah, they're already winning them. Which is the issue. But like, it's making it even more of an exclusive thing. Well, the issue is you go to the movies, it's only these big Marvel films. Yeah, exactly. That's the issue. Because really, I think it's mostly aimed at streamers where Mm -hmm. where they'll put a movie out, limited release for a week or so or even less. And then just qualify. Okay. I didn't think about that from that Yeah, because I think, for example, The Irishman, Martin Scorsese's movie, was available on limited release in New York City, and then it qualified. Oh, okay. okay gotcha. But then it was on Netflix, mostly. Mostly. Gotcha. Okay. Do you think this will benefit movie theaters um, a little bit more? I mean, it has to. Yeah. Because you're acquiring more movies to be shown in theaters. Yeah, exactly. So now if Netflix or Amazon 
produce a movie, mm-hmm. they need to show it in theaters before right. yeah. bringing on. And for, for a longer form. time as well, right? Yes. So, yeah. And Disney can't just be like, oh, here's this like really big blockbuster movie on – Mm-hmm. Like one like one mm-hmm. week of streaming I mean, and then go straight – like in the theater and then straight yeah. to streaming. Exactly. One week in one city and then go yeah. straight to streaming. Yeah, and that's that's interesting because I have to admit I am that person who uh, if something comes out in theaters, I'm usually like, oh, you know, I'm just going to wait until I can mm-hmm. see, see it at it. home. Yeah. <laughs> so well. – Yeah, I could count the amount of times I've been in movies in the last like five years in, my, in one hand. I just I, went to see The Little Mermaid, so. <laughs> my favorite, uh, I went to see Across the Spider-Verse, yeah. and that was been Ooh, my favorite that's next theater on yeah. experience in a while. I think that movie was made perfectly for to see it in theaters. Yeah, also. did you see it in 3D? Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. I also saw I also saw that they actually released that movie with different scenes for different cities, so different scenes, like some of the scenes are like, they all have different mm-hmm. small changes for each of them. So okay, I gotcha. Like, I, re- like, I love that they put that much detail into the movie. Yep. So oh. now you have to do a road trip. To see all the different exactly. sets. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Well, you know what? Speaking of movies. Yeah. So the live action. So we needed to, like, should we stop making live action remakes? Because I feel like it's killing the imagine, like, people's imagination. Mm-hmm. Or should we keep going? Because as you said, The Little Mermaid mm-hmm. was really good compared to the other Disney live actions that people have said that are not very good. Um, like, do you guys agree? Like, do you, would you want to see more? live actions of the same cartoon movies that you've already seen or would you rather them come up with new ideas and inventive ideas yeah i mean i personally have loved seeing the live action just seeing what they do with it because Mm -hmm. i do think it's almost a challenge and i and i look forward to each time that they release a new one i know i was really nervous about lion king and i i loved really i thought they killed that that was one of the ones i've seen i saw a lot of high cards like nobody liked that one really oh i thought they did so good can you call the lion king live action when it's all cgi CGI. yeah Yeah, that's true that's true but i thought they did really well with it i thought all the, the voices they picked excellent actors and actresses and um yeah so that was like kind of what fueled my love for it and then uh just seeing the little mermaid recently uh, i personally loved it i know people have been feeling kind of both ways i know it's, it's kind of a little bit of a cheesy movie so it's kind of hard yeah. for mm-hmm. um a, a live action remake but i think they did the best with what they could they i think yeah. i think doing remakes is good if you do it in a way where it re makes the story different somehow. I think The Little mm-hmm. Mermaid actually succeeded in that where they made it different um, but still, like, stayed true to what the story's, like, core message. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, how... So their next live-action slots are, I believe it's Lilo and Stitch and Moana. Moana yeah. And I just don't Why? think Moana is old enough for a remake. Like, I can understand yeah. Little Mermaid, Cinderella, yeah. Snow White, all those old mm-hmm. ones, but... Like Moana just came out, like exactly. not even give it a little bit of time decade. first. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. The, and and it's in the new animation style still, so it's mm-hmm. not even like something that needs to be re-updated. I mean, it, to be fair, I don't think Little Mermaid or Lion King needed to be updated in the first place. But part of yeah. it, part of the reason why these things are so successful, is because the nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're not there with Moana. Yeah. I'm at, and here's my thing. I'm gonna go on my little soapbox now. I'm tired of remakes. I am, the, the reason I do not go to the movie theater, theaters is because yeah. I don't watch remakes or sequels. Because I'm tired of it. The sequels are never as good as the OGs. No. no. With agree. the exception of like Godfather Part yeah. 2. But even that was what, the 70s? Yeah. Empire Strikes Back? Like, we have to go back yeah. 40, 50 are, years. Like, 
Even if they if they did like I agree with the not wanting remakes. I mm-hmm. hate the remakes. I would much rather see Hollywood come up with like new mm-hmm. ideas. I'd love to but see new princesses. Yeah. They new can't pri- like they new can't princesses. think of new ideas. I, I would no. let, and like if they don't even need to. They could even go through like folklore that they haven't done yet. Yeah, like, things exactly. Like that. But I I don't see the problem with remakes. But I wish it wasn't so like three every year. Like it yeah. could be like one every five years or something mm-hmm. like that. Not. One coming out every year after the other. Yeah, I definitely agree. I do think it's too early for Moana. Um, I will say I watched Mulan when it came out on oh. Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and I did really like that, especially because I like that they didn't add the singing. They took the singing. It was a little out. bit more realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did like Mulan as well. I don't know. I'm just yeah. a cheese ball in yeah. this movie. So <laughs> <laughs> I think they should keep doing it. But I do think, I do agree. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's kind of showing a lack of creativity on yeah. the industry part. Um, mm-hmm. And I would like to see, you know, some something different so hopefully yeah well it, part of that's money i don't know if you guys have ever heard of there's this channel called i think screen rant and they do a pitch meeting thing where it's a writer pitching a movie to a movie executive and anytime the executive says i don't know about that his response is well this is based off a previous property that made a lot of money oh never mind i love that yeah. <laughs> and that's what this is this is just a cash grab yeah because you could go for a cheaper movie with an unknown property, mm-hmm. unknown, untested idea. But you're not guaranteed the money. It's riskier. Here, you could throw out a bunch of money on a remake of a Disney movie, and you're guaranteed to make a billion dollars. So for them, it's not a creativity thing. It's yeah, just a money just thing. Just trying to make more money. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense, actually. It's just sad that a uh, medium that is like based around mm-hmm. highlighting creativity and imagination and like it's really, innovative yeah. ideas is like it being is. reduced down to like well, who can make the be- top dollar. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. And we fall for it because we go to the movies and pay them <sighs> to see it. it. <laughs> We're part of the problem. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Right. I get excited. <laughs> I do want to see the new Spider-Man movie though. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to transition into my second story, bring it here locally. Uh, so in just a matter of days, you can buy tickets to Dave Chappelle's summer shows in Yellow Springs. He'll be performing three comedy shows at uh, Weirig Pavilion in his hometown. Um, so he created the Dave Chappelle uh, in French um, show, yeah. show to provide comedic relief during the pandemic. And Chappelle and other comics will perform on July 6th, 7th, and 8th. And then t- uh, tickets actually go on sale Monday at 10 a.m. on Ticketmaster. So, um, you know, a lot of people obviously in Yellow Spring, he's very supportive of that area. Um, and it should be good. I'm excited. I uh, have never gone to see Dave Chappelle, but I'm like kind of tempted to get tickets for these shows because um, it should be a good time. Yeah. I will be like the uh, Swifties logged in to Ticketmaster, <laughs> Ticketmaster hours before. Okay, so you're gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go. Okay. I love. I'm a big comedy guy. I think comedy is very much um, like George Carlin has said. A lot of his wordplay. If you're someone that likes words, mm-hmm. and as journalists, we do like words. Absolutely. We play with words as our craft. And that's what comedians do. And they do it to bring joy to people. They do it to really lighten, like you said, yeah. give relief mm-hmm. and escapism, which I love. And I think it's important to really showcase the arts. It is an art form. Yep. Especially having one of the biggest comedians in the world. Right here. Exactly. I know. It's impressive. It yeah. really is. Do you think you'll go, Leah? 
Uh, I actually have a very controversial opinion. <laughs> okay, I actually do not like Shave Chappelle's comedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I'm a very yep. like very mm-hmm. very mi- small minority. Um, he's just his comedy is just not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do appreciate. I do love the fact that he's a huge comedian who's coming to his hometown mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. doing all these shows and staying here yeah. and like promoting yeah. local comics and helping them out. I do think that is a very good thing that he's doing. Yeah, I personally just don't find him that funny but hey to each their own to exactly. each their own is there a comedian you do like uh my favorite comedian is john mulaney and bo burnham mm. which oh, right. i feel like that might be like that kind of just shows you what kind of comedy i enjoy mm-hmm. so i think it just depends on the type of comedy that people like yeah well i will say Chappelle does bring a lot to yellow springs he's very supportive yeah. of his yeah. hometown so it's great to see even that side of things you know mm-hmm. regardless if you enjoy his comedy or not it mm-hmm. he he's he's really supportive of his community which is great that's something that's really great is usually when someone makes money they just get up and leave i Mm -hmm. my first job in this industry was in nebraska hastings nebraska the town that invented kool-aid and i like to joke yeah there's nothing here so the guy the second he made money ran off and went to chicago Mm -hmm. which is what people do you make money in your small town yep and then you move to somewhere bigger Mm-hmm. So the fact that he still calls Yellow Spring home, yeah, and he'll tour and go all these places, but at the end of the day, he comes back, I think is a testament to him, but also the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just shows how special the community is. I agree. I agree. So, all right. Well, do you have any other comedians that you would like to see if they were to come to the Miami Valley? Yeah, I would love to see Bill Burr. I think he's great. He's another very controversial one. But I like being uncomfortable. I think being uncomfortable (laughs) is a good thing. I feel like that's kind of the point of comedy, too, is to kind of take people out of their comfort zone a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I like – okay, I really don't watch comedians very often, so (laughs) I I might butcher this, too. But Nate Bargatze. Okay. Um, is that right? Is <laughs> that said yes? <laughs> um, so I love him a lot. He's very like casual comedian. Mm-hmm. I like that. I feel like he talk, like everything I hear him talk about is so relevant to my life. So yeah. it's really funny. And then also I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna hop on I hop on the Matt Reef train. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what about it. <laughs> Actually, the comedian we had our local comedian on our show today, uh, Kyle Kemper, and he mentioned that. His style of comedy is diet Matt Reif. Is it? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I know Matt Reif. He's like just blown up recently, and he's doing like a world tour, and his tickets sold out so fast. He's gonna be in Cincinnati. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know when. I think it's in like October or something. But yeah, I was like uh, gonna consider sense. getting tickets, yeah. but I didn't even I, have a chance. Um, John Mulaney actually came to ta- to Dayton last year for the first time ever, and I was on vacation for it, and I was so oh. mad. Uh, I was like, "Are you?" I saw the dates, and I looked at my schedule, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? I'm gonna be across the country when he's of here." Course, of course, <laughs> this is not fair. So yeah. if you see this, I really hope you come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt Reef, if you have any extra tickets. <laughs> All right. And um, so, again, those tickets uh, for the Chappelle um, show is, again, July 6th, 7th, and 8th. And then I'll go on sale um, on Ticketmaster at 10 a.m. on Monday. So just in case you're interested. Um, all right. So you guys want to go into love and hate of the week? Sure. Yeah. All right. Andy, go ahead. All right. My love of the week is I'm really excited. I'm going to go to my first ever Dayton Dragons game tonight. Oh, wow. So that's Ooh, exciting. Are you going to go to party at the plaza? I am. <laughs> How long have you it. been in Dayton now? A little over a year. And this is your first time? This is my that's first really time. That's really exciting. 
So, I'm, I'm going to admit I haven't been to one yet either, and really? I've been here for two years. <laughs> In my defense, I live 35 minutes west. Okay. So yeah, that changes fair. things. Exactly. I mean, you could just go to a Reds game. Yeah, exactly. I live actually equally away from Cincinnati oh, really? as I do from Dayton, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, may as well go to the Reds. Exactly. Yeah. Especially now. They're Especially doing really now, now exactly. which is my love of the week, yeah. is the Reds having their winning streak. Okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even a baseball fan, but I just love seeing, like, everybody agreeing on something and mm-hmm. just being like, this is something we all can support. Yeah. I also grew up loving the right, like I'm one of those people. I'm not a sports fan of anything, but when I grew up, I was like told who to be, who to be cheer for. Yeah. Ohio state Bengals, the reds, like yeah. who I should cheer for. So I was always cheering for them. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. I did go to one reds game when I was a kid and one of my friends, um, her dad had, he was working a job where he got free tickets to the club suites. Oh. And I got to watch the Reds in the club suite. I don't remember if they were good or bad at this point. They were probably bad. <laughs> probably bad. But I it, remember, matter? it didn't really matter. I still had, like, it was so much fun. I really do want to go see them now that they are yeah, actually winning. I so I can actually see the vibes of yeah. what it's like when they're winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like a good time. All right. My love is um, our former meteorologist, Adriana Michaels, is getting married this That's weekend. So, so we're going up That's to great. Cleveland to celebrate her. So congrats, Adriana, if you're congrats. listening to this. Yeah, I saw her um, engagement photos that she posted. Mm-hmm. I'm so really excited to see yeah. the other ones that she has coming out. Yeah. Yep. That'd be so cute. All right. What's your hate? You know what? I've had a really good week. Okay. Though, Fair enough. No hate. Actually, no. Actually, no. Um, no hater in me today. Um, I got into a car accident recently. I was rear-ended, and you know, just body shop delays are very annoying. Mm. It's going to be like a car month. Car problems okay. in general. It's just like a month without my car now, and it's that's annoying. Awful. I'm so sorry. That I sucks. got to return my rental soon, so that's going to be great. So you don't have a car, and you have to return your rental. Well, I'll just have to pay. Yeah, I'll just have to pay extra. You'll just have to pay oh, extra no. to yeah. keep. Yeah. That's sad. That's. Yeah. I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah. Car. I always have car problems, and it's the worst. Yeah. I try not to think about my car problems. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm in the very back part of my mind right? until yeah. it's like not working. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. What's your hate? Um, my hate is the recent story about the Beatles' new song that's coming out with the dead members' voices being and created AI. by AI. Yeah. Um, I actually yeah. really hate that. I think that AI is a good tool, but that's what it should always be. It should always mm-hmm. be a tool. It should not be something where I personally feel like it's disrespecting the yeah. dead. Like we should not be... Yeah. Taking their voices mm-hmm. and making new music. I'm yep. surprised that Paul McCartney even agreed to let them yep. do this. Yep. I'm going to play um, devil's advocate if I can. <laughs> okay. The Beatles have o- were always in the forefront of technology. Oh. 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 We're running out of time, guys. <laughs> oh, well. The Beatles were always at the forefront of technology. So I this guess does kind of make sense that they would lean into this a little bit. A little bit, but I do say th- I think it just makes a difference the fact mm-hmm. that the other members are dead. Yeah, I don't disagree yeah. with you. I'm just... I guess, but yeah, but I and I do think that like AI is good for tools and other things, but some of the things that it's being used for is getting out of hand. Yeah, and it's not being regulated enough for it to be expanding at the fast exactly. rate that mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, yeah, and I just don't like that it's going like we're going straight for uh, bringing back these dead artists who. Should just we should just let them rest and appreciate the music mm-hmm. that we do have of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, my hate. Uh, it's been a very tragic week in news. I feel like I've been seeing a lot of things about kids and animals and just at mm-hmm. these the submarine situation, yeah. the big boats crashing and hundreds of people, and it's just been sad. So mm-hmm. I've had to take time to kind of process it. And hopefully, you know, if it's affecting any of you guys, you can have you know take some time to. Mm-hmm. Just kind of decompress a little bit this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, real quick, final thoughts, and then we got to wrap up. 
just enjoy the weekend. It's here. Yeah. Take this opportunity to take that wedding as this opportunity to move through the week to have a yep. positive new week. That's exactly. And that's what mine was going to just say. Let's have a safe weekend. <laughs> no bad news. Yeah, please. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to Your Day Extra. This is Dayton 24-7 Now podcast. So make sure you like our Your Day social media accounts and subscribe to this podcast. Again, I'm Alex King. This is Aaliyah and Andy. Have a great day, guys.